Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. Yeah. Empire. Thoughts you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. You are listening to the urban sports scene with Will T. Ray Jeezy and myself, Wole, part of Amp Pyre Media, which is at amppyremedia.com. What's good, fellas? Everything is right with the world now. You know, football season start. You know, the fall is about to come in. Drake dropped the album. What can you ask for, you know? Everybody likes that I'm Too Sexy song. I swear, that thing is everywhere. <laughs> I don't think you addressed me by the right name, brother. I did it right. It's, it's, it's Kyle Picks. Oh, my God, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Get it right, brother. All right, my bad. Kyle, Kyle Picks. Sorry, A.K.A. Ray, A.K.A. Kyle picks. My man, there we go. All is well with the world, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all excited about football season being back? Um, you know what? I wasn't until Sunday at like one o three p.m. because I, you know, I've been kind of uh, on bed rest for the past week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when football football game came on. I was like, all right, you know. Something to watch, mm-hmm. you know, something to take me to mindlessly observe for the next six <laughs> hours, you know. How about you, Ray? Before I have to mentally get ready for work. <laughs> How about you, Ray? Oh, you already know what it is. Oh, well, Thursday. Last <laughs> Thursday, that was one of the best opening games that you can ask for. The ratings look good for mm-hmm. the league. Mm-hmm. And we knew that Sunday was going to have some excellent games, but little did we know it was going to be a ton of upsets. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to consider the Washington football teams. <laughs> That's not an upset. <laughs> oh, the, I, I, I did. picked that one. Oh, oh man. man. Most people know. Me and you, we knew. Oh, God. That's so, not picks. My man. Me and you, we knew. <laughs> hey. Um, other amp- podcast. You know what? Other podcast. You know. <laughs> not so much. Amp- right. me. <laughs> Hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows such as the John Kime Report, hosted by ESPN Washington football team insider John Kime and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. You can subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the urban sports scene. This show can also be found on Podcast DC, the new local app with hundreds of options and local news and health in the DMV region. Download the podcast DC app to hear all the Empire shows as well as other great content. And don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on our Urban Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene Sports Bloggers, Sports Podcasters, and Sports Debates. Will T. Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. 
Here's what we have on tap. We'll recap the Washington football team losing to the L.A. Chargers 20 to 16 and their upcoming game against the New York, the New York Giants at 840. We'll recap week one of the NFL season. Finally, we'll make our week two NFL picks. I'm not giving no free picks out. Oh, we see this, bro. We nah, see this. <laughs> hey, listen, bro. It's all about it's all about clicks. Wong wants to listen to our show to get the picks. Let the man. <laughs> you know, and you know, you're right, right? That's the that's a very good point. Yeah, so we'll just give him your he picks. Doing a he he doing a picks blackout this year. <laughs> I know. It's blackout, baby. <laughs> I like to find out my picks on Sunday. On Sunday, all other, on all oh. other picks are revealed. <laughs> you really think you? I know you don't really think Cuz is cheating, though. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> Proof is in the pudding. That's all I'm gonna say, man. Oh man. Oh man. Well, we'll get there. I have I have some thoughts on the, on the uh, football garbage time guys and and ladies and how they pick their t- their games. You know, it wasn't that easy this this first week because. Teams like the Eagles in Cincinnati, they came out the ball and nobody expected it. So, mm. listen, you have I mean, to I really know something. Yeah, yeah, you did pick Philly. Uh, I had to I had to go with my guys just for the first week, you know what I'm saying? But I learned my lesson quick. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Will is on you, bro. Take us to take us take us into the segment, my man. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, he's still on Philly. No, I can tell. <laughs> Last Sunday, in the season open, the Washington football team fell to the LA Chargers. Oh, Why did Washington lose this game? Right. While, while Will T was on bed rest, the Urban Sports team had an awesome post-game show. Shout out to all those who listened and, and tuned in. And I, I mentioned that because I do not want to be redundant. So what mm-hmm. I'm going to say, this go around is, listen, 49 total plays for the game. Antonio Gibson had 20 carries, which is awesome. But that only leaves 29 other plays for guys like Terry McLaurin and Deami Brown to make plays. So you did not have the ball enough to charge control the clock. Your defense obviously didn't get off the field on third down, which ultimately hurt you. I know the 20 points may seem deceptive, but it's still that's what it is. 20 points, you forced two turnovers. The, the, the referees were questionable on one of those calls, but the referee was bad on both sides. So the defense, in my eyes, did enough for your team to win. Unfortunately, you had the quarterback injury as well which is what Terry McLaurin talked about today. He's tired of the quarterback carousel. He's ready for Taylor Heineke to be the guy. And that hurt this football team in the first game because Ryan Fitzpatrick, from the time he signed, we knew he was going to be the starter. And he prepared to be the starter. We had Lake Lewis on. He said he's the only one working with the first team. Uh-huh. And then you lose him. And that's uh, that's uh, unfortunate, but it's also indicative of when your offensive line is inconsistent. So Washington football has to clean up. All across the board, except for special teams, was excellent in the first game, including Dustin Hopkins, who would have concerned going in. So you lost this first game. You're going to learn from it. You get some stuff on film. Move forward. Um. Yeah. Wow. Um. So much. So much said there. I. I to me, you know, play calling is, is a whole different issue. I did like. I liked how. Uh, they did. They did stick to the running game uh, because Gibson was very effective. Uh, he looked, he looked improved compared to, he looked, looked more of an, he looked, he was very improved compared to last season. Uh, was, he, he was more decisive in terms of, you know, playing the running back position and finding, finding holes and cutting and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, like Ray's mentioned, couldn't get, the defense couldn't get off the field on third downs. Um, the passing game to me was, 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 was very conservative. 
um, evil with both quarterbacks. Offensive line was was ter- was playing terrible in terms of pass protection. Run blocking was good, but in terms of pass protection, the offensive line was horrible. Joey Bosa can do whatever he wanted to. Um, he may have not gotten home, but uh, he got there enough to to deter the quarterback to feel comfortable in the pocket and and, and make make uh, positive throws. Um, we look at the defense side of the football. Rarely, like we mentioned earlier, in terms of not you know third down. Um, the Chargers converting on converting on third down. And also cornerback play to me was kind of iffy, uh, throughout that game. Uh, you saw Keenan, Keenan Allen do whatever he wanted to in that football field. Mike, Mike Williams had, had his way with St. Juice. So that's something they're going to have to clean up regardless of, you know, again, giving up 20 points is to a San Diego, to me, San Diego, to a LA Chargers team is, is tough, but it's, I mean, is, you know, is respectable. But in the day you gave up so many yards, total offense to me, I mean, in my opinion, that's not a good look for your, for a defense that everybody is, has touted to be like an elite caliber defense. All right, Ray, you mentioned Ryan Fitzpatrick. Sunday he was knocked out of the game, suffering from a right hip uh, injury. Taylor Heineke relieved him. How do you how how do you think Taylor Heineke looked? He he came in and provided a spark especially in the early in that third quarter. And I mentioned this before, I felt like Scott Turner came out and got the ball to his playmaker, his top playmaker being Terry McLaurin. And Heineke isn't scared of the moment. He made plays with his legs. He extended, he extended plays. And if it wasn't for that Gibson fumble, I feel like he would be the story this week. Absolutely. It wouldn't be the loss. It would be Taylor Heineke came in, in the clutch, saved the game and did not look phased at all, which I attribute to that big playoff game going up against the GOAT. To me, he played awesome considering who he is, Ray was drafted, and what he's had to do to get to this place in his career. Yeah, well, you're right. I think he played well. Um, he did some good things out there. Um, I wish he would have been allowed to do a little bit more. You know what I mean? I thought, again, I, I felt like it was a little bit conservative. My thing about the game plan in, in that game, once he came in, you know, we could talk about, you know, he didn't, he didn't get to start with the first unit. Um, he didn't get to get a report with you know some of the players, but at the end of the day, like last season, you had trusted him enough to, like you said, to to start against the goat in a playoff game. So obviously, you trust him enough. That means that means to me that's total trust. And you you opened up the playbook with that with him last last year against Tampa Bay in a big in a high pressure game. So you're going into the first game of the season against the L.A. Chargers, and you know unfortunately Ryan Fitzpatrick goes down um, with the hip injury. And he's coming. He comes in the game, and I just felt like at certain points in that game, you they got they got ultra conservative with Heineke, even with the, with the team having a lead or whatnot. So um, I'm okay. Again, I'm, to go back to it, I'm okay with them running the football. That's I feel like you have to build a. It's cool to build a physical identity, but when you're when you're asked to pass the football and on key third down plays, and you're running like screen passes and gadget passes, um, rather than trying to test you know test the Test the waters when you have a guy like scare uh, like uh, uh, Terry McLaurin and a Deami Brown, a guy that you kind of you, you look at that can has a lot of potential, and then you have Logan Thomas as a tight end who's you know who's been who's been playing well since he's been here. Um, why not utilize? Why not take chances with a Taylor Heineke? Hmm. Only because you've shown trust. Like if you didn't show trust ever. Like in, in like again, if you didn't trust him. Last season, in the postseason, and I, you know, the argument, this argument would mean nothing. I mean, my argument would mean nothing. But you did trust him, and you trusted him in a, to me, in a bigger game, like in a bigger game compared to this game. Well, I think the running game looks better with Heineke 
at the at the helm. And you know what's funny? Remember that Dayami Brown bomb there. Dayami Brown beat the defense. Yeah. The Ryan Fitzpatrick because he's under the rest. He he left it short. Mm-hmm. When Taylor Heineke is in the game, even if the offensive line is not able to hold up, like on a play such as that, he can get outside the pocket. He can make plays with his legs, and he bulked up this off season. It's like he's ready for this type of style that he's going to be expected to play. Because again, the offensive line, while we expected to be better with the upgrade that you drafted Cosme, you brought in Leno, who Leno many blame him for the energy, uh, the injury. Excuse me. Yeah. But I just feel like Heineke gives you a better chance, especially in the way. Today's game is being played. You look around the league. Look at last night. Marcus Mariota broke a long run. He's a mobile quarterback. Um, we saw Justin Fields get some some playing time. Trey Lance. A lot of these mobile mobile guys that are hard to prepare for and hard to cover, they are shining right now. So I'm thinking Taylor Heineke is perfect for what is 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 the, the current style of play in the league. You say you trying to call him Justin Fields mobile? Huh? You say he's Justin Fields no, mobile? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying mobile, like, like, like you, you used to refer to Alex Smith as a mobile quarterback, I, and I agree with that. Maybe yeah. He's not Vic or you know. Oh Vic yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got mobile, you. But he's still, he's still a mobile guy. Yeah. He's not <laughs> a sitting duck, such as let's say a Jay Cutler or yeah. Peyton Manning, but Daniel Jones, another guy. Maybe not the fastest guy, but he's, oh man, he's, he, yeah, he's outside. Yeah, he ain't fast, but he can. I deep. think it's, I think it's a good look Heineke to play, and I, I just love the the energy he brings. Again, he's playing to earn something. Yeah. He's, he's hungry. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you got to love about him. He is hungry. I mean, that I, I, I told, like I, I tweeted this, man, he plays with that dog mentality. You know, I call it, yep. it not to say it's a superstar, but it, it is a thing that when you're not scared of the moment, you're, you're not scared of anybody on that football field. And I appreciate that. Like he just has a dog mentality. I like that. I think Fitzpatrick has a dog mentality. I just, people who can erase them can erase a mistake and they don't care because they feel like they're going to make the next play. Right. Um, so they're not scared to fail. So I'm cool with that. Like, I like it. Like, I don't, I'm not like everybody else who's kind of like down on certain quarterbacks or this, that, and the other. Um, is he as talented as other, you know, young up and coming quarterbacks or, you know, good quarterbacks today? That's that's to be seen. I, I mean, I, I'm to me, I'm to me, I'm like not really not at this moment, but I do, I do think that you know he has a, he is playing behind the eight ball because we'll talk about it later. He has an offensive coordinator that's trash, so it is what it is. It, here's the question though. Think about this: your starting quarterback went down, but there's no panic amongst the fan base or amongst the local media about oh, what are we going to do now? Like you know, certain guys go down, such as of course. The, one of the best ex- recent examples is Brady when he went down. And, of course, Matt Castle mm-hmm. was pretty serviceable. But I'm just saying, usually when your starting guy goes down, just imagine if Russell Wilson went down yeah. in the first week. They would be panicking, like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, but this fan base is delusional, though. This fan base is delusional. Cause you should, no, some, but I'm saying, some people like, like, would, it, it just shows there is a level of faith. Right? <laughs> no, I get you. I, but, I get it, but I also, I also think it, it's also kind of, let's be honest, it's, Brian Fitzpatrick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think I think I think part high. of that, yeah. Yeah, the bar isn't too high. I think all Yeah, that's what I agree. Brian Fitzpatrick. I right? agree. He's a and this is no diss to Brian Fitzpatrick, but he's a career journeyman, quarterback mm-hmm. journeyman. Yeah. Um, a guy who really has only had what, two or three above average seasons as a as a quarterback in the NFL, three the last you know, three years so, he's been good, and the, he had a couple years out prior to that. But yeah, I mean, I know you're right. He's not consistent. I get your voice. Not consistent. Yeah, he hasn't consistently shown that he's a, a upper echelon, top tier quarterback. 
So you have a guy in Taylor Heineke who, hey, we see what type of quarterbacks in this league are making things happen. And those quarterbacks that can get outside of the pocket and keep their head down the field and make passes with their feet or on the run with their arm. And I think people are encouraged with that. And also, you know, there's a lot to, there's a lot that people are kind of invested to into Taylor Heineke because we don't really know a lot about him. Yeah. We know we saw him perform in, in one big game. Yeah. But we don't have a track record and we don't have a history around him. And, you know, you're, and that this is a, a organization that's kind of been starved of great quarterback play. There you go, Will T. That's the point right there. That, maybe, you, maybe you're the guy. That's, the, that's it right there, Will T. You just hit it right there. Because basically, basically, this fan base doesn't know what a good quarterback is anymore. Like, it doesn't even matter because they haven't seen one in such a long time. So anything that's halfway decent, they're like, oh, man, this dude could be the next Kurt Warner or this dude could be the next Tom Brady. Everybody, like, just goes over the top. Yeah, they go over the top like a journeyman. Like, what did Taylor – you don't know Taylor Heineke could be the next Kurt Warner. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, I'm not even the biggest Kurt Warner fan, but I'm like, all right, whatever. We're doing a lot right now. Like – it's just that we we are starving for for a quarterback like thoroughly. So any like for instance, people try to say Kyle Allen was good. Like, come on now, like really? So I'm just saying like the 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 med, the, med, the bar is so low, right? It, it, like Will T said, the bar is so low. So any guy that shows you anything, like he showed you a lot, and I was impressed. I'm not gonna act like I wasn't impressed with what I saw against Tampa, but I also like to kind of take take a step back and look at it like, all right, in a grand scheme of things, your quarterback room was Ryan Fitzpatrick, Taylor Heineke, and Kyle Allen. It is what <laughs> <Yo>. it is. <laughs> you guys are 100% correct in the sense that I remember being at a practice and people were campaigning for Colt Brennan. Yeah. More minutes. Exactly. And I know he's passed away, had his issues, yeah. no disrespect yeah. to him personally. But at the time, he just wasn't a guy that was going to be successful. In Colt McCoy too, right? Colt McCoy. Folks was like yeah. – Clamor for Colt McCoy. Your name was Colt. They wanted you playing. Now, <laughs> here's the thing, though. When you build your team around a defense, mm-hmm. a lot of times, depending on how good your defense True. is, the quarterback may not matter. We saw Kyle Bowler, Joe Flacco, Tony Banks, guys that you wouldn't see starting on many other franchises starting for the Baltimore Ravens because it didn't matter who lined up behind center. Yeah. You knew that defense will give you a chance to win. That's what I think Washington is wanting to build here. It's just this first week, it clearly didn't work out with his own coverages and people not being in the right place, according to your head coach. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I think he's like you mentioned the goal. I, and, and if you if you hear if you hear um, Coach Rivera speak, he wants to build his team that way, and he doesn't want his team to be codependent solely dependent on the quarterback play, right? So. He likes, you know, having this mentality of, you know, uh, build your whole unit and you don't have to rely on having the elite quarterback at this particular point in time of uh, where this franchise is at. He wants to build a whole unit, a whole team, and then, you know, not and not put all the qu- pressure on the quarterback. But, you know, the issue is your, your defense has to be has to play a lot better for that to happen. Even even if you're a top 10 defense, it still has to be more I don't, like, yeah, I guess more dominant than what we saw. And it wasn't dominant at all. You want to be that. If you want to have a quarterback like a Taylor Heineke, then your defense has to play way better than what we saw on Sunday. On Sunday. Real quick, remember what Karita said about let's see what happens when teams get film on them. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Giants scheme to to play Taylor Heineke and how he responds to it and how Scott Turner, <laughs> how 
how your coach, your offensive coordinator, makes adjustments. Yeah, he's trash. <laughs> Scott how Turner. Much, how much Come play? on. <laughs> well, it's only one game. You can't, you can't say he's trash. It's no, I've been saying it. No, 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 no. I said last year, too. Bro, yeah. <laughs> I said last year was bad, too. He's trash. That, like, it is what it is. Like, I'm not going to. I've tried to sugarcoat it for so long. I've tried, Will. Will, I've tried. I've tried to. I've tried. It just, it is what it is. He's bad. Trash is bold. That's a bold word. And I know it's bold, but to me, it's just so accurate, though, at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, like, you when you see a, a good offensive coordinator, like, you know. Like, you do know. Like, you, there's a difference with a guy who takes over, and you're like, oh, this guy got it. Like, he's got, there's, there's the creativity. There's the, you know, you're having defenses off their hill. They're like, you put defense on the hills. Like, you're the, you're attacking. You see it. Even for like, for young offensive coordinators, like, you see it off the bat. You may not, now, it may be, you may be a little arrogant in how you do certain things in terms of timing and plays and whatnot, but you kind of can see it. Like, you see, you've seen it with certain offensive coordinators. He always asks folks, like, when you look at Scott Turner, what is his ceiling to you? That's, that's the question I ask folks. Like, what is his ceiling to you? And it, you know, is uh, it, man, it, that's a tough one. Yeah. You know what's interesting is, because like guys like Josh McDaniels, who's our, who is respected around the league, uh-huh. his mentality in my eyes was get the ball to Gronk. <laughs> if you struggle, get the ball to your best player. Uh-huh. It wasn't like this crazy philosophy or he was drawing up these insane well, plays that were hard to, to cover. It was get the ball to the guy that is most unstoppable on his on his team. Well, I mean, and, he, he's done it without Gronk. I mean, I mean, in terms of not without, but he's done, he's moved the ball even. Well, he's, you could tell he's good. Put it that way. You could tell he's good, too. It's just there's, just, uh, there's different levels to it. That's all I can say. There's different levels to it. Because with Jay Cutler, he, was, he looked so good in the beginning, and then it's like the more film that you got on on, on him at the time. Yeah. But he was the AC, he was the head coach at the time. Yeah. Still, I don't know. Charlie Wise was good, too, though. He was there. So, But New England is always not <laughs> the best competitor. They're, not, yeah, they're just different. It's a different it's machine. So it's a different there. machine. <laughs> it's a different machine. So I'm going to stop bringing up. I'm going to stop bringing up the Patriots. You should. I mean, I, you, well, that's when you you gotta bring you bring up greatness, that's right? Cam Newton getting released. <laughs> hey, I a. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had the discussion with my brother. Go will go. Hold on, Wale. Like, speaking of bringing up, let's pause for the cause. Yeah. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene, part of Empire Media. That's EmpireMedia.com. Facts. Go on, Wale. Thank you. Appreciate. It. No, so it's wild. You mentioned Cam Newton, so <laughs> so my brother was like, you know, it's wild. Like, really think about it. Like, Washington has. Taylor Heineke, Fitzpatrick, and Kyle Allen, right? And he's like, and we're like, we just had a real discussion. We're like, are people really thinking that these three dudes are better than Cam Newton? Is that what we're doing now? It's not about what what, what we as the fans think. It's but what? Yeah. It's what Ron, it's what Ron Rivera, uh, the GM, mm-hmm. and you know that offensive coaching staff, what they think. They, you know, obviously, I I think it's it. I think something something is I've always questioned, right? Mm-hmm. Is Cam Newton had his best seasons under Ron Rivera. Um when he when Ron Rivera went away from Dave Shula and went with North Turner as the offensive coordinator, we definitely saw growth in Cam Newton mm-hmm. as a quarterback. I think that's I think no one would deny that. Um so in between, you know, Cam, you know, Ron Rivera leaving North um, Carolina and him coming here, 
what happened? Like, did that? I, I don't know. Did it end badly between him and Cam? Something had to go down for him to for him to not want to bring in a guy who I think anyone would say is athletically, mm-hmm. physically, and from a uh, intellectual perspective, a little bit above beyond the guys who they have in that quarterback room, just surely because of the years of experience that he has in Ron Rivera's system. Ray, I, I like that. I, I like that question. Ray, what's, uh, what's your response to that? Uh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I know that the vaccination issue is definitely one that Ron, I, I hate calling him Ron. I got to stop doing that. Like, it's like Dion. He said, don't call me that. Call me Coach. Coach Rivera. <laughs> Oh man! Openly expressed frustration That's true. with guys who didn't want to get vaccinated on this current roster, mm. in part because he felt like he has some underlying health concerns that makes him immunocompromised. And Cam Newton bringing him in—that's one obvious red flag to me mm-hmm. that the media has definitely harped on because that, that's where we are right now as a society, bigger than football. So that's one thing, but also. Uh, I think in part, Ra, uh, Coach Rivera—he <laughs> was, he was loyal to a fault, and he kind of wrote—he he, kind of wrote his guys out, and that, that it didn't end well. When of course you bring in Allen at quarterback, I'm thinking he just wants a clean slate here in Washington. He doesn't want to, and Cam is is very polarizing. He's going to bring a different type of energy that maybe you don't want to run a scene. Well, I talked about—I said Washington lives up to expectations this year. Kind of the Mike Greenberg expectations. I said hard knocks is coming. Whether mm-hmm. whether Coach Rivera wants it or not, and and Dan Snyder's gonna be all for it because all the exposure he he needs he needs good exposure right now. Mm-hmm. But you like no, nah, he don't want it. He don't want it. He doesn't want unnecessary attention on his team. He mm-hmm. doesn't. He just wants to be focused on winning games. And I think you bring in Cam Newton, and you're not gonna be able to talk football all the time. You know, you're not gonna be. It's yeah. gonna be, go back to kind of old Washington way. But what is okay? So I I, this, I, guess, I guess this is the thing with Cam. I get I'm getting. I get confused with when people say he bringing this 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 thing with him. Like, what is he bringing? Ugly clothing? I mean, dressing style, his dressing style or whatever. Like, truth be well, told, he's I not mean, a bad it's, person. He's never done anything you know, it's bad. The media. It's not us. Okay, it's I'm not about to say. Either one of you, did, did either one of you watched the Funky Fridays that he did with his father? I heard about it, but I didn't watch YouTube. it. I, didn't, I heard about it, but I didn't watch it. So yeah, I watched. Okay, I, I took the time to. Um, to watch some of it uh-huh. and listen. Um, he had a couple of good points um, with regards to like him and his, he says his aura, I'll say his personality, yeah. right? Um, mm-hmm. Wherever Cam Newton goes, the media pays attention to. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. And, you know, and he made a very valid point when, with regards to him leaving New England, right? If you are, Bill Belichick and the Patriots and Mac Jones, Mac, excuse me, Jones struggled, and you have Cam Newton on the bench, then people are going to start to call for Cam Newton. Yeah, that makes so sense. So probably the best solution that he did was the best solution was for him to just cut Cam Newton because he didn't feel Cam Newton was uh, at the point the best option for them going forward at quarterback. Right. Mm-hmm. So okay, in in D.C. we know that the media, the fan base can it can be extremely polarizing with regards to a backup quarterback. Yeah. And if, you know, you, you, you've had Taylor Heineke, you had um, Kyle Allen, those guys have been a part of your team, your organization 
They've sat in the quarterback room for weeks. <clears throat> if either one of those guys start to struggle and you bring on a Cam Newton, the first question is when Cam when is Cam going to play? Why isn't Cam playing? And it's these all these other things that just come along with Cam Newton, and then they aren't bad things. Yeah, they're just things that come along with having Cam Newton on your roster. So maybe Ron Rivera, and like you said, Ray, maybe Ron Rivera just does not want those Cam Newton things, um, yeah. whether they're good or bad, to be attached to him at this point of his career, his coaching career. That makes sense. I just still, I'm still like in my mind, I'm like we're talking about Taylor Heineke and and. and Allen, Kyle Allen, like I don't even care. I, get it. I don't even that they don't even matter to me. Like it's not like it's a young quarterback. Say like Mac Jones makes a lot of sense, right? That it, because it's, it's the quarterback of the future, and you and you want to go with the future. And that guy, if 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 he is who they think he is, can give you ten plus years. I mean, are we really saying that about Taylor Heineke? He's I think Taylor Heineke's twenty nine. Um, are we thinking of saying that about Taylor Heineke and a Kyle Allen? No. And truth be told, if 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 Cam Newton was was signed to this team, they better be getting him ready to start eventually anyway. Because he, to me, he's better than these dudes anyway. I'm just going to keep it a buck. So it shouldn't even be my issue with. And I said this: my issue with Cam coming here, because we've seen this with other quarterbacks, uh, other quarterbacks here. I'll say it. Forget it. Other black quarterbacks here. When it comes to some of this, the media media here, they can get really relentless with some of these dudes. So I'm like, I wouldn't. I kind of only wanted to come here to be honest with you. Because I, 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 to me, I think be, they they would be waiting for that bad game. Some of these individuals be will be waiting for that bad game. So I'm like, don't even come here, bro. Like it's not even worth it. I think Terry McLaurin, his sentiments earlier also sum it up. Mm-hmm. I have played with too many different quarterbacks. You bring Cam that adds another quarterback to the list of mm-hmm. guys that he has to try to develop chemistry with. So at this point, you got to stick with the guy that you worked with throughout the course of training camp. Unless you hit the panic button, which at all one you can't do that just yet. So yeah, I, I agree with yeah. I agree with you, Ray. Um you gotta look, we Taylor Heineke's twenty nine. He's had what, seven years of experience in the NFL. Um on and off, not consistent, um, I believe. So you need to see what you have with him. Uh just for the for the simple fact of you know, and I know this is only one week into it, but if these two guys are simply not good enough to be NFL starting quarterback, the reality is you'll be you'll get a draft pick and be in a position to potentially draft a quarterback True. who can be the leader of this franchise True. for the next ten to fifteen years. And if you bring in a guy like Cam, that you probably you know, there, there's a good chance that you'll be above 500. You, you know, you, you may finish uh, 11 and six, uh-huh. you may make it into the playoffs, but you know, you, you won't have that guy that can lead you long term. And if you're Ron Rivera, you're probably thinking, I have to build, I have to get the right guy in here long term to build this thing out to get it where I want to be. Yeah, very good point. Take Hello, the fellas. Take the L. You're Quick right, turnaround. We got two days before the Washington football team steps on the field to take on a division rival, the New York Giants. The Giants have beat the rest. Oh, ooh, I almost dropped the I'm losing my mind. They have beat the Washington football team last five out of them. Um, and they, at times, 
look really good in doing it, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> they have. So what does the what does Washington have to do to win this game? Good gracious, that word is cursed. I'm telling you, it messes your whole language up. All right, um, one, I mean, if he does play, because he, I mean, looks a little shaky anyway. But if he does play, uh, you got to contain uh, Saquon Barkley. Um, he's he's killed this team over, you know, once since he's been in the league. And uh, so if he's on the football field, they're going to have to contain him, take him away. They can take him away and make the team one dimensional, make the uh, Giants one dimensional. They have a good opportunity to win the football game. Giants have a solid defense. So first and foremost, they're going to have to go back to what they did well against the Rams. I mean, the Rams, excuse me, the Chargers um, when they ran the football. So they're going to have to lean on a, a Gibson. Um, I would like them to utilize uh, the young boy uh, Patterson some more, maybe try to kind of go heavy and run the football and then use, use some play action off of that. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely um, try to take away Saquon, force Daniel Jones I mean, to, to uh, force, force some turnovers with Daniel Jones and, and then go from there. Uh, I think the key is you have to get to Daniel Jones and you have to make him flustered in the pocket. Um, Daniel Jones, we, we've seen, you know, when you get pressure around him and when you get guys kind of at his feet and swiping at the ball, he's going to turn the ball over, either throwing the interception or fumbling the ball. Um, so I think, number one, that's key. Uh, number two, you the secondary has to play better from a matchup perspective, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to guys, you know, their zone matchup responsibilities and also in man-to-man. Um, the Giants, they, they've got two guys on the outside that, that aren't slouches, mm-hmm. um, Kenny Galladay and also uh, Sterling Shepard. Yeah. So I think those two things, um, along with a uh, – let's just let's just be honest, and I know Wole is going to love this, with uh, more unpredictable – Play calling from Scott Turner <laughs> will, will possibly lead to a win. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I do love it. Um, so I'm not going to take that away from you. Like, you're right, Will. You're 100%, uh, 110% correct. Uh, Scott Turner does need to, to do better in terms of having some creativity. Put it that way. Okay, well, <laughs> listen, this is only two weeks in. I know no one wants to pan- hit the panic button, but. Is this a must-win for Washington? Yeah, it's a must-win. It's definitely a must-win for Washington. You can't go in 0-2 and then playing the Buffalo Bills next. You're gonna be 0-3. That's that's an that's an 0-3. You and this is a division game at home. You can't go you can't go you can't go down losing two two home games off the bat. It's hard to win on the road. What, what do you think, Will? Do you think it's a must-win uh, game? I don't think it's a must win. Listen, I, you know, Dallas lost, Philadelphia won one, um, the Giants lost already. Um, I, don't, I, I wouldn't hit the, the panic button just yet mm-hmm. being a must win. Um, I do think, you, you know, I'm going to be Captain Obvious here. You make it incredibly hard for yourself. Yeah. If you, you know, if you fall behind the Giants you know, all one in the division, um, especially considering how the Giants played last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally agree. So I tweet, I put this on Twitter and Facebook, <coughs> actually on Instagram too. Um, the homie Cameron on, twist, on, on, on Twitter uh, tweeted, 
it's a it's a must win because you don't want to be owing to going to Buffalo, who's coming off a, a tough loss to Pittsburgh. Uh, the homie Doug on Twitter at Big Doug Show says it's about as close as it gets in the first in, in the first month. Um, Hail to the district on Twitter said can't open Owen two at home with Buffalo looming. It's a must win. So I, I, mean, I guess not like maybe that. I'm wrong. I don't maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is a I hate, I hate looking at the schedule. How do you know you can't beat Buffalo? Like I just I just feel like <laughs> we, I just feel like why look at week four and say, Oh no, we gotta play the Chiefs. We gotta play this team. Sometimes you gotta keep things. I don't above. believe in automatic <laughs> W's, I don't care even if you're the Jets. You got to go out there and you have to you have to play four quarters of football. Blah, blah, blah. Because as we saw this past weekend, dude, anything is possible. Um, Will T, I was the only one that picked Vegas on our, on our pick-em thing. This is that, nobody man. Else well, that nobody, nobody else thought that. Toot your own horn. I love that. I love that, bro. Dude, that's what I'm no, saying. Will T, Will T was the only one who picked Philly to beat Atlanta. It's crazy. We, we, you just can't, you cannot step into a situation thinking, oh man, it's the Buffalo Bills. Man, go out there and play your game. Compete. So, yeah. Go out there. You know, I don't, I, I don't think this is a must win yet. Sorry. All right. It's all good. At, um, on, on Instagram, on our Urban Sports Instagram page, um, flat underscore domino, uh, said that at, after just, just, after just last season, no, it's not a must win game. No more. Than any NFL game, a few players and Turner need to, to tap in, tap in though, and we and we do need to quit dropping close games to the to the G-men. Yeah, man. So there you go, Ray. That's somebody who stated that it's not a must win. So you do have one. <laughs> Are you happy now? There you go, bro. There you uh, go. All right, y'all. P- I'm predictions. Never, I'm never happy. I know, right? Predictions. We'll see your prediction uh, for this must win game. Okay. Okay. You know what? I, I vibe you. I vibe you. Hey, Ray, for this must-win game, I need your prediction. Oh, man. This quote-unquote must-win game. First of all, fix the stadium. That sewage that was dumping over. <laughs> it didn't look too good. <laughs> hey, it, yo. it wasn't raw sewage. I know. I know. Hey, yo. But still, listen, you know, we, we get mentally scarred quick in this life. I would I would be in the shower like every other hour if I, if I got touched by any of that water. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I mean it's COVID, it's all kinds of stuff going on. You have no random stuff dumping on you. Anyway, um, sorry. I think that the streak ends this week as FedEx Field will be healed of all its issues, including not being able to beat the Giants. I got Washington football coming in hungry. Taylor Heineken provides that spark we talked about. Get the W against the Giants team that just doesn't look too good right now. Their coach looks as though he's not going to be there long, or their GM. The GM definitely. I definitely think the GM is going. Uh, David Gettle. Mm, yeah, I, I don't think. It, I think if this team continues to uh, struggle, we'll see the end of Gettleman probably by week thirteen. He's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> you take us a break. You take us a break, right? Or is that I'm taking? Who's taking the break? Me? Oh, All right, you didn't make your prediction. Oh, oh, that's oh, right. Washington, Washington. They should win. They better win. It's a must win. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> they pissed me. They pissed me off. They pissed me off all this whole. This whole. I had to. I had to think about it today. I was high on Sunday for some strange reason. I got extra mad today. <laughs> oh, okay. Delayed. Delayed anger. Delayed anger. The, the Justin Herbert love fest ended for Wole today. <laughs> we'll still recap the rest of the week. In the NFL, after the break, you're listening to the Urban Sports Scene on Empire Media. Ages. You dig? Deuces. Deuces. There you go. Here you go. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listening to the urban sports scene with Will T, Ray Jeezy, and myself, Wole. All right, fam. Before the break, I teased that we were going to talk about the rest of week one around the league. Get away from the Washington football team for a second. <laughs> At least for you guys. Okay? Please. But, um, <laughs> fellas, what team uh, uh, outside of the Chargers <laughs> impressed you both? Oh, that's dirty because I was going to do that too. That's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I, I definitely go with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, 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 that offense looked totally different with Matt Stafford and his ability to push Ooh. the ball, or his his ability and willingness to push the ball down the field. All right, for me, you know, you know what? Because he's he just I just been a fan of dude since he came came to the uh, to the league. So I'm gonna go with the Saints, man. I'm gonna go with uh, James Winston and the Saints. Mm. Five touchdown passes. He's a dude that I said that you know I clamored for even to come to uh, DC, um, and I got a lot of negative negative uh, feedback for it. But you saw what he can do with a an offensive minded coach, a guy who you know knows how to put you in a position to be successful. And I think that's a great combination to have a guy that we've seen. Um, in college, lead a team to a national championship, and we've seen, in the, even in the NFL, have some success, and we've seen the potential. And you can you can put that with Sean, Sean Payton, and you know for six or well, seventeen games this season, and maybe even more, um, you can see this this dude putting up special numbers. So yeah, I, I was very impressed with what the Saints did as a team, but also what Jameis did as an individual player. Is it me, or did Jameis Winston look a little slimmer? He yeah, he looks smaller. Definitely looks slimmer. Yeah. I mean, 
you know how it is that like when you're basically on your last leg, so you're trying to do whatever it takes to to show everybody that you really care about this. And he does care. I mean, it's one thing you, to me. I, I don't think you can ever deny can say that Jameis Winston doesn't care about playing football. He loves football. You can tell. Uh, I have two answers. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. You good? You got two. I'm going to give you my surprise answer, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. And here's why. There's no other team that I can think of that can lose that many players and still go out and compete hmm. at a high level. It's a culture of winning in Baltimore. I don't care what nobody tells me. It's crazy how no matter what we're talking about when it, in reference to this football team, I'm talking preseason wins, whatever it is, consistency on defense, you know, just they're always competitive. I was impressed with, with all they've been through, season-ending season injury after season-ending injury. They had the same thing happen during the game, and they still were right there on the road, West Coast, brand-new stadium. I was impressed by that. And secondly, Jamar Chase, it was so good to see him overcome just the media slander. The man mm-hmm. hadn't even played a regular season yeah. NFL game, and they were saying that he didn't have hands. And, I mean, to see Joe Burrow come back and hook up with him, and then the, the Bengals get a W, this is all the stuff that I want to see here. Good quarterback play, young quarterback play, a culture of winning. And Why are you bringing it back here? And watch him get there. Why are you uh, bringing it back here? Why we got to do that? Why we got to oh, do that? Because I'm just saying, like, <laughs> right up the road is a team that they have a quarterback that I'm they with can you. see playing to the foreseeable future. You know what I'm saying? This team still we're looking for a quarterback here in Washington after how many years? Mm-hmm. Last time? I don't know. I don't think it's ever Kirk. been a stable quarterback. Kirk was? I mean you had Kirk. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Kirk. hey, you said Kirk. Hey, my man George had uh, my man George has a comment uh on Facebook. You said Kirk. All right, I'm going to I'm going to George now. Hey, uh <laughs> Hey, George says has to be Arizona who saw them not not only winning but thrashing Tennessee on the road and stuffed the Titans offense too. Yeah, man. Uh, Kyle, everybody loving Kyler Murray right now. I, I even saw. I know you can do this. You can. There's an MVP race in Week One. Is it? Is that's an MVP race after Week One? Because I saw a, 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 a headlines that Kyler Murray moving up the MVP race. And I was like, oh, okay, we're doing it after Week One. That's a thing. I love. I love Kyler Murray. <laughs> I don't think you could start discussing the MVP. I know. I know because Justin like, Herbert would be in the discussion. Damn. Yeah, that's facts, though. You know what I'm saying? That's facts, though. You know, that's all you did there, right? That's facts, though. He would be. Jerk. I'm taking big shots at the Washington football team this week because I just, I, I, I'm frustrated like you, Wole. It's the man that covers the team. That is the man that's the Hey, but now I like Kyler Murray had a good game, great game. I I like the combination of um, DeAndre Hopkins as an animal and just having him with um, AJ Green. But uh, Kirk got out though. They got weapons. They got weapons in Arizona, man. They got real weapons. You think they can win the division? Then they can win the West. Ooh, the Rams uh, tough. Possibly. That division is tough, bro. That division is real tough. You got the Rams. You, yeah, you got the Rams, the Seahawks. The, the the Cardinals and the Niners. The Niners look good too. Uh, uh, that is a tough yeah, division. Fine. You know what I'm saying? It's a super tough division. And we, yeah, I thought the Eagles looked good too. To be honest, with you. I was surprised okay, the I'm Eagles. Glad the next question goes for me first. That's what's up. We say what? I said I'm glad I go first on the next question. Go ahead. I <laughs> <laughs> bet. You got I'm it. Out loud. I'm no, you, my will team mute button. Hey, hey, hey! Which team needs to, needs work though? You do go first, right? Man, the Atlanta Falcons are clearly one hundred and twenty percent right answer. 
Alter Smith, Terry Fontenot, I have never seen overhauling <laughs> sweeping changes and it come out to six points. I, I, I shared this on another podcast. I'm like, dude, how are you going to like sit starters in the preseason? And they come out like you unveiling the secret weapon. Release the secret weapon. Release the Kraken. You scored six points against the Philadelphia Eagles at home. Like Yo. that is horrible. And you got Kyle Pitts, the real Kyle Pitts. He looks so explosive, by the way. He a beast, bro. He a beast. proven all the defense. They look worse on offense, and you had sweeping overhauling changes in the offseason. Unacceptable. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I think um, so, yeah. You went out and you brought in Julio, um, Julio, Julio Jones um, to be, you know, that second wide receiver to A.J. Brown. Um, you had King Derrick Henry, who only rushed for, I believe, like uh, 20-some-odd yards, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. 20-some-odd yards, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and yeah. last year, the last few years, that team defensively has been very stout. Um, it's kind of been their their calling card, the defense and a and a, and a great running game. Um, and you saw neither one of those in the first week um, with the expectation, you know, coupled with the expectations that this is a team that will be playing uh, possibly into the second round of the AFC playoffs um, next year. You know, I go with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I got another team. I, mean, I have a team that. Um... Not another team. I have a team. I think I think Minnesota is a team that should be a little, a little shook, uh, just because they came off of they came off of last season not playing it like their same caliber defense because this used to be a team that was based on defense, um, and then you go you come to this season and you you know I mean Cincinnati has talent but you weren't able to put your stamp on that Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals offense and you're going to probably see some offenses pretty probably more. Um, Probably more potent, especially in division with Aaron Rodgers. So if you had if you had, if you had aspirations of winning your division or contending for a division, going against a Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals team, and also a Bengals team that's defense isn't really that good anyway, and not to only put up about I mean I know it's twenty four points, it's still decent, but to only put that you know do that do that limited amount of work against that defense, I think there's something to be scared about because if you if you're if you're Zimmer, you're like hey. Like my thing is playing defense, and we're not do playing defense the way I'm a I'm a custom I'm a custom custom of having my defense look out there on the football field. I think those are all good choices that everyone had. I think me too, man. I think I think so too. I, and you know what? The break is coming up next too, bro. And we're we're going right on time. Who's 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 leading us to break? Because I'm not paying attention right now. It's me. Oh shoot! All right, that's you. Yeah, the urban sports scene. Football Garbage Time NFL Pick'em Challenge is back. We'll make our week two picks after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene. For ages. Yeah, dig. Deuces. On Empire Media. On AmpireMedia.com. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. 
feeling young, but they treat me like the OG. And they want the tea on me, I swear these bitches nosy. Said he put some money on my head, I guess we gon' see. I won't put no money on his head, my niggas owe me. I gotta be single for a while, you can't control me. Uno those trace in a race, they can't hold me. And I show my face in a case, so you know it's me. Imitation isn't flattery, it's just annoying me. And I'm too about it. And the dirt that they do on my name turn to soil and I grew about it. Time for y'all to figure out what y'all gon' do about it. Big wheels keep rolling, rolling. I'm outside, 29, G5, Seaside. I've been losing friends and finding peace. But honestly, that sound like a fair trade to me. If I ever heard one and I'm still here. Outside, front line, south side. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Will T, Ray Jeezy, and myself, Wole. Make sure, a part, excuse me, part of Amplifier Media at AmplifierMedia.com. Make sure you check out the Football Garbage Time podcast at www.FootballGarbageTime.com. We have a weekly battle, weekly battle of NFL pickup games with them. After week one, here are our overall, here are our our records. Football Garbage Time Podcast, no, excuse me, in the Football Garbage Time Podcast, um, versus Urban Sports Team Pick'em Challenge. After week one, Will T and Ray went 10 and 6, and I went 7 and 9. So here are the standings of the challenge. Will T and Ray Jeezy are in first place. I'm tied for fourth place with Pizza Boys. I think that's Scott's son. And Scott from the, I think, yeah, Scott's son. And you can also check out our standings at www.footballgarbagetime.com. All right, it's time to make our week two picks. Giants. Will team start with you. Giants versus Washington. This is a disclaimer. These picks may or may not be the picks that I choose for our competition. Having said that, <laughs> I'm going with Washington. All right, uh, I'm going to go with Washington. Ray. Yeah, I'm going Washington. I already said that earlier. Oh, you did your right prediction. That's right. Bengals yeah, I'm versus Kyle Pitt. I'm Kyle Picks, not Ray. Sorry. I'm sorry, Kyle Picks. I apologize. I'm sorry. Let me. Lucky Wally. You call me. You don't call me Kyle Picks. I'm gonna call you Wally. Respect, <laughs> respect, respect, bro. Hey, Bengals versus Bears. Uh, Will Will T. Do you have a nickname so I can go by? Sorry, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't I'm want going with the Bengals. The ba- oh, bang the Bengals. Okay, the Bengals. Yeah. Will T. is going with the Bengals. I am going with the. I'm going with the Bears. Um, Kyle Picks, your turn, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Wole. I'm gonna, I am going to go with the Bengals as well. Okay. All right. Kyle Picks has the Bengals. All right. Texans versus the Browns. Uh, I will start this off, to be fair. I will go with the Browns. Will T. I'm going to go with the Browns. Kyle Picks. Cleveland. You go, okay. Cleveland Got you. Rams versus the Colts. I, I have to be fair. I'm going to go with. I'm going to start with Mr. Kyle Picks. You, you may go first. Uh, let's see here. I'm going with the Rams all day. Rams. Kyle Picks has the Rams. I will go with the Colts. No, I'm going with the Rams. I saw that first game. I'm going with the Rams. Will T. Who are you going with? Colts. You're going with the Colts. Going with the Colts. All right, Bills versus the Dolphins. I will go with my upset. I'm going with the Dolphins. Will T? Uh, I'm going with the Bills. Kyle Picks. Yeah, give me the Bills. The Bills, okay. Pa- the Bills. Patriots versus the Jets. I'm going with the Patriots. Uh, Will I'm T? I'm going with the Jets. Kyle Picks? 
That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I'm going with the Patriots. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I said. Did I say did that make my pick? I think I did. Patriots, or if I didn't, it's the Patriots. Niners versus the Eagles. I'm going with the Niners. Uh, Kyle picks. I'm going to take the Niners. Will T. Fly Eagles, fly. Eagles, okay. Raiders versus the Steelers. Will T. Going with the Raiders. Kyle Picks. Las Vegas, two weeks in a row, baby. Let's get it. I got the Steelers. Saints versus the Panthers. Uh, Will. I'm going with the Panthers. All right, I got the Saints. Uh, Kyle Picks. I am going with the New Orleans Saints. All right, Broncos versus the Jaguars. I am going with the Broncos. Kyle Picks. Hey, Broncos, can't mess around with <laughs> Urban Meyer. Will T, I know, right? Will T. <laughs> I'm going with the Broncos. All right, Vi- Vikings versus the Cardinals. Uh, I'm going with the Cardinals. Uh, Will T. Give me Mike Zimmer in that defense. All right. Vikings. Okay. Yeah, give me the Vikings, baby. You just missing the last franchise quarterback. For the Washington football team. I know. That's trash. All right. Falcons versus the Falcons versus the Buccaneers. Will T. Go with the Falcons, Will. I'm going with the Falcons. You want the Falcons, Will? Respect. That's what I'm talking about, bro. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, um, I'm going with the Buccaneers. Uh, right? I am going with Kyle Picks. I'm sorry. The last time Tom Brady. Played against the Falcons last season. He won twice, <laughs> and he won and he won before that in the Super Bowl. I'm going with Tampa Bay. Hey, Cowboys versus the Chargers. Y- y'all already know my pick, man. The Chargers. Um, Will T. Give me the Chargers. I got the Chargers. As All well. right, Chargers full house. All right, Titans versus the Seahawks. I start with Kyle Picks. I'm going with the Seahawks. All right, so you got Seahawks. All right, Kyle Picks. What you next, man? I'm going to take the Seahawks as well. Right, I'm going to go with the Titans. Uh, Chiefs versus the Ravens, Kyle Picks, since you're, you're bullish on the Ravens. I'll take the bullish Ravens. You're right. You got it. <laughs> hey, Will T. You're down with Kyle Picks. You, you're down with Kyle Picks? Okay. I got the Chiefs. Uh, I got the Chiefs. Uh, Lions, last last game, Lions versus Packers. I have the Packers. Will T. I'm going with the Lions. Okay. Kyle Picks. Uh, I'm going with the Packers. <laughs> Why are you saying that? Hey, and y'all again, y'all can you check. Will T is really picking the Falcons. <laughs> he's taking the Packers. I know, right? You're right. He's not. And Will take no, taking no Lions for real. You know what I'm saying? I forgot the disclaimer. What are we t- What are we talking about here? That's right. We know what Will T's doing. Dang man, Will T. Will, Will T is like Bill Belichick right now, bro. He the man, dog. I don't know what I'm doing, man. Listen, I'm fulfilling my obligation to my teammates. Hey, man. I'm here so I don't get fined. Oh, my dude, my dude. Hey, again, you can check out our picks at uh, com. All right, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Uh, just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. And you can check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, which is Ampire Media at AmpireMedia.com. And this show can be found on Podcast DC. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the Ampire Media shows as well as other great content. Again, thanks again for you all. Thanks for you. Thanks for you all. We thank you all for listening. We appreciate you all. Anyway, you've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene. 
for ages. Yeah, dig. Deuces. Hey, Mega, lead us out, big homie.